0: Welcome to Live Dharma Sunday for July 16th, 2017. Koyukovosa here. I'm very, very glad you joined us. Middle of summer now. Hot, hot weather. Central California in the San Joaquin Valley. Triple digits is very, very common. Uh, You know what crop garden crop really loves hot weather? Watermelons. Man, they they're the, I mean, eggplants and peppers, you know, cucumbers, they all like hot weather, but nothing like watermelons, I'm telling you. And uh, well, I read up on it and everything and it says the soil temperature should be 70 degrees or more. I don't have a Thermometer to measure the soil t- uh, temperature, but I know that would be at least into middle of May, maybe, or into June before that happens. So um, I tried to get a head start and start the watermelon seeds indoors under plant lights and whatnot. But I found out that watermelon um, seedlings do not transplant well from indoors to outdoors into the into the garden. So you cannot get a head start on them very easily. Um, different plants have all their own idiosyncrasies and different things, um, but it doesn't really matter because if you plant your watermelon outdoors in your garden in June, bam, they'll, they'll just, no use trying to plant them too early. <laughs> They like that hot weather, and uh, they're not going to do anything. Uh, you're going to just weaken them if you try to grow them too soon, and they'll catch up fast. They just go like heck. But the main thing I wanted to mention is I'm just amazed because I did harvest a real ear- one of the earliest watermelons that came out, and it was, uh, according to the seeds I had gotten, different varieties. This was about a 40-pounder and uh, uh, big. Uh, And I planted a little seed, and here you get this big old watermelon. It just blows my mind that uh, what nature does, um, and there's, of course, all the different elements of nature that, that, that are involved in this. So many causes and conditions, all the, the soil. And you know how many microbes are in a teaspoonful of soil? I mean, billions and billions. Uh, soil has to be fertile. It won't grow in a sterilized, you know, soil thing. And, of course, it needs moisture and uh, sunlight and uh, all the things, if we really thought about it, what's involved. It's really uh, causes and conditions. That's the phrase. And in Japanese Buddhist term of innen, uh, innen is a tremendous basic fundamental Buddhist teaching. I-N-N-E-N. Innen. And it corresponds to what it means, causes and conditions. So it means everything. (laughs) <laughs> the reason, you know, uh, things don't just appear for no reason. Huh? Um, and if you look at the a- ancient Pali word, it's a very f- classic word. Sam- 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 pak- pak-ti. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. Um, my tongue doesn't work for Pali too good. But uh, if you... That is the interdependency of all, of everything, sentient, unsentient, you know, the physical world, causes and conditions, okay? Um, It's really the ground, the foundation of ultimate, absolute reality. And uh, it's something that's so easily taken for granted Okay, but it's like the the air we breathe uh, is so essential. So I was just wanted to comment on that. There's so much to be grateful for. I didn't realize it, but there was a Christian convert to Buddhism, and he said, you know, in Buddhism, you're always talking about grateful for this, grateful for that. From my background, we always think grateful to, you know, someone. And it even showed up in, um, I remember, when, when you do a mealtime grace, someone says, oh, I'm grateful for the food. Some Another person said, no, no, you should say, I'm grateful to my mom for cooking it. Well, of course, but it was the same thing. They were emphasizing grateful to someone. And, of course, in a Christian context, it's grateful to God for everything. Whereas in Buddhism, it's, it's grateful for everything, for this, for that, for this. it's for in then, for all the causes and conditions. You know, there's no first cause in that sense, huh? So, I thought that was an interesting distinction: grateful for versus grateful to. But in any case like to welcome today's guest to give us a Dharma Glimpse. Uh, <clears throat> this is Tamu Hoyo. She was part of our LM5 group. Right now we're on our LM10 group, so five years ago. And uh, she was inducted as a bright down minister. She lives in Pennsylvania. And if I could call on Tamu Hoyo.
1: Greetings, and thank you, Sensei, for inviting me to be a part of today's live Dharma Sunday. It is my pleasure to share with you some thoughts that um, I've been contemplating over the last couple of weeks since I was asked to um, give a Dharma talk for this Sunday. Uh, What came to mind over the last several weeks was um, our study in my LM5 class when I was training with Bright Dawn Center. And um, one of my favorite sections was the section on Nikon. And basically in a nutshell, Nikon is uh, a Japanese therapy and it's all about um, reminding us and showing us how to show gratitude for every aspect of our lives. You know, we can sometimes go through life and think that nothing is going our way, life is against us, there's nothing to be thankful for, but as we go through the process of Nikon, we we really contemplate every minute aspect of our lives. One of which, for instance, when you're putting on your shoes in the morning, to be thankful for your shoes, to thank our shoes for, you know, carrying our feet, for being the foundation of our foundation, and not only thanking our shoes, but thinking of the myriad of people who were involved in the process of making shoes. For instance, the salesperson at the shoe store, thanking them, realizing that it's because of them we were able to acquire a pair of shoes. And, you know, you can take it one step further from, uh, you know, the, the clerk at the shoe store. Think of the person who it was their job to deliver the shipment of shoes to the shoe store or even in between the clerk and the person who delivered the shipment of shoes to the shoe store, the buyer for the shoe store and then you have the delivery person who delivered the shoes to the shoe store and on the other side of that delivery person you have the manufacturer you have the person who cut the sole out you have the person who cut out the whether it's a leather a pair of leather shoes or if it was a fiber shoe and if you think about The hundreds of people that went into the process of creating that pair of shoes for you you realize you have a lot to be thankful for and you can take the concept of Nikon and apply it to every aspect of your life not just your shoes but say your socks or your pantyhose um, your underwear you know the the store that you bought the underwear from the clerk that you gave the money to to be able to walk out of the store with the underwear the person who ordered the underwear the person at the at the warehouse that sold the underwear the person who made the fiber for the underwear and whether it was silk underwear or cotton underwear You know, the silkworms who gave their life to create the underwear on the other side of that coin, if it was cotton. The person who either picked the cotton or the machine who harvested the cotton and so on and so forth. You have so much to be thankful for. Well, I am just getting on the tail end of uh, getting well. From having been sick for three weeks and I was sick with a very severe sinus infection that turned into an ear infection and so on and so forth and I was pretty much incapacitated you know here and there up and down the scale over that three-week period and um, eventually had to go to the doctor and unfortunately had to get antibiotics and had to take a lot of medication, um, you know, also, and I'm more of a natural person and I tend to use a lot of natural remedies. I was using everything. And what I realized while I was sick was how much I, looking back, appreciated what it was like when I was well, when I was not sick. And at the time when I was dealing with the ailment, And, you know, having to spend a lot of time in bed because I was in a great deal of pain, having to cancel clients and maybe not be as present for my children as I would normally be able to when I'm functioning and whole and complete. I just realized it's like, wow, on a certain level, when you're well, you kind of take it for granted because you get done, whatever it is, that you need to get done, but as I laid there sick and dealing with, oh, um, when am I going to feel better? When is this going to be behind me? I really realized that I decided that I needed to focus more on, you know, every day thanking my body for functioning, thanking my head for not hurting, thanking you know, the intelligence inside of me that's able to keep me healthy and to keep me well and not wait until when I'm ill and working at a lesser capacity to then look back and appreciate the times when I, you know, was working at 100% capacity. So for myself, um not only just having that attitude of gratitude for the many good things that happen in your life, but really have an attitude of gratitude for when my body is healthy. And I share that because no matter where we are in our life and whatever it is that we're dealing with, I just realize that it can always be worse. It can always be worse. So, for instance, you know having that sinus infection, it, quite frankly, it could have been worse. So I'm thankful that I was able to go through that ailment and to see the Dharma and what was going on with me. And now that I'm on the other side, you know, the only lingering aspects I have is a little bit of a cough and a little bit of a deeper voice, hopefully temporarily, than what I normally have. But I am really appreciative of what I went through for that time period of two and a half to three weeks of being sick. I'm appreciative of the doctors that helped me, uh, the pharmacist who was very compassionate and empathetic towards me. I'm thankful for my next door neighbor who bought orange juice for me when I could barely stand. And I'm thankful for Facebook that gave me the ability to contact my neighbor to help me because even just getting up and walking next door was very painful. So this is my Dharma glimpse that I like to share with you today is to look at all the aspects of your life, even if you may not necessarily feel that things are going exactly the way you want to. There is something, there's always something in your life that you can too can be grateful for, that you can be thankful for. And to not just acknowledge in your mind that you're thankful, but to really contemplate the situation, it just really helps, I think, personally, to help shift things. And thank you. That's my Dharma glimpse, and I hope you find something in there that is able to bring some meaning to your life. And thank you very much. Keep going and have a dharmaful full day. Peace. Thank
0: you very much. <clears throat> you know, Gratitude is such a powerful, important quality to have, to nurture. I know there was a mental person in the mental health field that said at the core of mental problems is a self centeredness, you know. And gratitude takes you out of that. Ego-centered perspective to look at the other, whether it's other people, other things that you have to be aware of, rather than just yourself. Why is this happening to me? Or, or look what I accomplished, what I did with my hard work, and and that's fine. But you know, it's when you get victimized by by those things that you don't realize it. It was because of that. Uh, you know if you you felt you could control things and through hard work sometimes you work hard and it it doesn't pay off then you say hey life's not fair all these things so uh it's just not a gratitude it's just not a virtue that says oh it's morally It's, it's it's good to to nurture that well not just good in the sense of a moral you know sense but uh It's essential for your own happiness, contentment, because the more you forget about all the things that are holding you up (laughs) that have brought you this far, um, you know. So I thought that was an interesting observation. Maybe it's overstated and there are some, you know, organic, biological, or constitutional factors in mental illness, of course, but. We're talking about the psychological factors, and uh, um, no matter what kind of uh, struggles life brings us, uh, if we have that, as was said, attitude of gratitude, uh, it's a tremendous thing. And what flashed through my my association was that sometimes, you know, attitude was sounds kind of close to altitude. Sometimes you need to get. More altitude in order to see things altitude more height, get up on a mountain, you know a lot of <laughs> retreat centers are on mountains, so you can you have broader perspective of things instead of the narrow close in things that what that self-centeredness does it's tough and especially when you're in pain, I thought it was an interesting observation. I never forget the this quote. They said uh, you know pain causes a, your perception to narrow down it telescopes, and you're concerned only about your pain. that's what pain does, physical pain, okay? psychological pain too, probably okay and that's why it's easy to take for granted all the blessings and other things when you're struggling psychologically too, okay. So if you're aware of this telescoping you know, of what you pay attention to, you need some altitude. Or if you go up on an airplane and you're above the clouds, there's a feeling of, hey, wow, well, the sun's always shining. Okay, you may not realize it if you're on on the ground and and it's a overcast day, uh, cloudy gloomy day. Uh, gosh. Okay. If you get a little altitude, in this case, you know, take an airplane, get up above the clouds, you see the sun shining, blue skies. Okay. That's a form of uh, takkan, Japanese term, uh, broader perspective, philosophical perspective. Okay. Not sweating the small... Th- Stuff, okay? even though you have to deal with those things, okay? you cannot ignore them. You can't. Okay, that's not escapism. But there's um, another quote that comes to my mind. Don't forget what's truly important, just because you have to deal with the merely urgent. And uh, I think uh, I I know my father. Uh, in one of his uh, books, had, had a uh, essay titled "Misfortune is Fortune," uh, or sometimes uh, in another context, he, it was called "Black is White." He said, "Well, uh, what do you mean, black is black, white is white? What do you mean, black is white?" And of course, black meaning misfortunes, dark times. Uh, it's all on the context. It's all on the. Well, person, place, and time. And even misfortune, some struggles in life that lays the groundwork for character and deep uh, spiritual growth. I think it was a a French philosopher, existential philosopher, Sartre, who said all growth comes from some kind of loss. (laughs) Well, you know... uh, so even when you're sick, take a you know common example. And my father went under this topic would say, yeah, when you're all healthy, okay, uh, you take your health for granted. It's only when you get sick you say, oh, oh, oh man. Oh. So in that kind of way, misfortune becomes fortune. And you become a, much more aware of your health, taking care of yourself, because – of that past illness. Okay. And I know that there are a lot of Buddhists, even among our stu- uh, lay students, that say that they, that's where they start to get some insights when they're sick. <laughs> and they say, you know, hey, my body's telling me, okay, I better slow down. I got a lot of stress okay, hecticness. Get some rest. Take, you know, not just the rest to get over this physical illness, but it's a time to reprioritize and, recharge, and so forth, okay? And it's not just a matter of, is that the way it is? But with your attitude, you can tap into that, help to create that insightful teaching that's there. Um, That's the crucial thing. It's, It's sort of like a muscle, gratitude muscle, awareness muscle that the more you use it, the stronger it gets, okay? And a lot of us, because of our, you know, not being aware and not taking the time to self-reflect, nai-kan, nai, it's nai a Japanese word that's composed of two Chinese written characters, and the nai and then kan. Nai means inner, and kan means to, to look. So it means inner reflection. Take time to look at what's holding your life up, Okay. You could, you could be thankful even to your enemies. Or you could be thankful for illnesses. Okay? And uh, by looking very carefully at in and all the causes and conditions. Oh, that is a tremendous thing. So there's so much we could do to, to, to uh, elaborate on these things. Okay. I remember that my, my my child one of my childhood memories is uh, at family dinner Okay, this was when in the good old days when families ate together well we sat down for family dinner and then we would you know um, have a uh, you say in Japanese it says, thank you for you know everything and and sometimes we would talk about that. Okay, as was done in the Dharma Glimpse about it. if you're looking at food you say, Oh, thankful for the farmers that grew it, the delivery people and, and the store and everything. And I remember as a as a <laughs> young preteen, perhaps listening to this dinner time conversation, I, I was thinking, Oh man, how come they're getting paid to do that? Why? You're not doing it for me or anything, you know? You just, I just don't get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> it's not, you know? Didn't get in, in the in what causes and conditions and what we're talking about. Reacting to an economic model. Ah, they're getting paid for it. Why should I thank these people, the farmers and the delivery people and stuff, you know? Uh, that's how... I guess uh, the immaturity or the shallowness that uh, uh, can plague us even when we get older, okay? It shows up in different kind of ways, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going and be thankful for your shoes. Till next time.